Welcome back to Big Gay Nerds. We are here and we're playing more Bleak Spirit. We're not entirely sure when you're going to be hearing this because of weird plans we have in the motion right now, but we are excited to get back to the system with a slightly different group of people. Um, I'm still Owen, uh, he, him, and I'm... <laughs> You can't not really say you're the GM, can you? That's yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not running it, but I guess I'm like the the more experienced one of the group, so I'm sort of leading the way a little bit. Right, um, the facilitator, our sage. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we also have uh, Sarah. Hey, I'm Sarah, uh, one of the other more regular cast members. Uh, she, her. I also have a podcast where I talk about video games with my best friend called The Gorge. You should come check us out because I show relentlessly. Yeah. Who's next? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Jonix? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm Jonix. Uh, 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 he, they. Um, you can find me on Twitter at GoJonixGo. That's J-O-N-I-X. Uh, and I do art sometimes. Nice. That I don't show anybody. But eventually <laughs> I will. That's not true. You have seen your stuff. It's good. <laughs> That's true. It is good. You're right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, then we have Pixie. Hi, I'm Pixie. I'm very small and I live in the forest. I knew it. I knew it. Um, <laughs> uh, she, her, or they, okay. them. Um, Alright, and so... Uh, it is my second time playing Bleak Spirit, which, as uh, I said before, but is made by uh, Chris Longhurst, who is, I think, qualifies as a friend of the show. He made uh, Pig Smoke, uh, who two of you have, which two of you have played, Yay. and he's also in our fan Discord, which is cool. We finally get to say <laughs> yes. friend of the show. I've always wanted to say that. Yeah. Like, in the context of a podcast, it makes me feel so fancy. That so. is cooler yeah. than cool. <laughs> And uh, you should probably listen to the first time we play this, just because we go a little more in-depth explaining it. Um, but Bleak Spirit is a game designed to emulate uh, the Dark Souls video games, but more specifically, not their challenging combat or all of that, but the weird sort of half-explained uh, setting and story that those have. And so this is going to be a collaborative, diceless game where we're going to be taking turns uh, playing as a wanderer in sort of a strange, uh, broken-down world and as playing the world itself. And uh, once the game is in play, we're not allowed to um, explain, speculate, or discuss things. It's just all business, which is very unusual for us. I don't think we really stuck to that the first time we played, but it still turned out really fun, so I'm not overly concerned about that. Uh, I mean, it's it's fun to do because it's so different, but if we wind up not doing it as much, it won't be a problem. Right. Chris is not going to come here and, like, ban us from playing Pig Smoke again. He might um, show up in the Discord and get <laughs> mad at Nunkin. <laughs> um, so, um, before we actually get into it, we need to make a wanderer, and a world, and more specifically, like, a specific uh, setting for this uh, little adventure. Oh, and also, one of the things is that um, the game really emphasizes uh, the concept of, like, 
making a ban list for topics that people uh, don't want to cover um, or it's just like not interesting to them and okay. is also like um, invest in like the concept of the X card which is uh, pretty common in role playing games these days about just you know letting people know when uh, you need to stop and back up because you've been made uncomfortable I feel like we're on kind of similar pages in terms of that having like played together for a while but if there's anything we want to cut off at the pass uh, to start with that um, you don't want to like be bumping into in play, we can uh, mention that now. Um, I think I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think All so. right. Like- and of course, if there is anything that comes up that I that I haven't thought of, I'll make sure to let the group know. Okay. Right. Cool. Um. Now, uh, bleak spirit. By default, is expected to be sort of like a dark sword and sorcery situation, not unlike Dark Souls. Um, however, it can work with just about any setting, and I'm curious if anyone is interested in do, taking a specific sort of route or variation on that. Well, as we were just talking about, you know, DuckTales did just get announced at San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con, so... I just feel like a dark, twisted journey through Duckburg. Ruined remains in Duckburg. Its lore is unknowable. I'm going to God help world. you if you knock I'm going to put that in door. the ban list right now. No, no Duckburg. No grim dark edition no of Duckburg. Yeah. Man. Fair enough. Oh, fair. Um, <laughs> Worldwide, I think we were talking about this, this in the Discord, um, not the fan Discord, like our right. like our our business Discord, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, the That's idea of like a modern setting where all the magic came back and it kind of like oh. screwed up the world. Ooh. I'm into that. If everyone else is like yeah, a that- big modern city where all the magic came back. And sort of like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm down with that. Cool. Sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'll just put that that down as modern magical post-apocalypse, and the oh. uh, specific setting is the place where this um, all takes place. Like mm-hmm. um, uh, overall area. Actually, that's the term area. Um, and I think. Uh, city actually already like narrows it down so would just like um ruined city be a good uh yes summation for that the closest example they have in this like examples list is like the abandoned habitation um but yeah so so i'm actually oh sorry uh i'm curious um so how many of you folks have actually played dark souls and bloodborne and stuff I have not. I've, I've just seen playthroughs. I've played Bloodborne very poorly, and I've watched other people play Dark, yeah. play okay. a Dark Soul. Interesting. So, uh, um, I'm actually terrible at Bloodborne, so. Because <laughs> I've only played the first Dark Souls, and so I've just, uh, I Snapper mentioned something about it to me that, like, it seems like there was actually a pretty low ratio of Dark Souls people. Yeah. See, that's why we need Saturn, because they're, they're big... They're a big Dark Souls. 
So they would they would know the the tone, but maybe it's maybe it's better that we don't have them around. Yeah, I think it's I think it's we're fine, we're but... like just leaping in blind. Yeah, and so um, within the city, each scene is going to take place in a specific uh, location. Okay. Um, and we can like make up an entirely new location every time we do a scene, but for just the con just for the basis of having things to pull from, it's suggested that each person thinks of a location uh, before uh, before the game starts. Um, some examples from like the abandoned co- habitation to give you a sense of like the kind of scale of a lo- of a specific location. Um, like the examples here are the town square, the cramped row houses the leaning clock tower, and a lonely farmstead. So, like, more than just a room, it's somewhere that, you know, the mm-hmm. wanderer can sort of move around and explore, but um, it's still, like, sort of a, a a set, you know? Yes. So does anyone have a suggestion off the top of their head? Yeah. Um, how about the molded mall? Oh! <sighs> I'm Dan Bell's that. Dead Mall series, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm going to add on kind of a similar theme, the Feral Park. Ooh, okay. <laughs> nice. I've actually got one now. So, um, the conjoined towers. Ooh. Nice. Two like two skyscrapers that have collapsed against each other and then overgrown with uh, like vines and stuff to create a conjoined tower. Cool. Ooh, that's pretty similar to what Damn. I was thinking. <laughs> no, no, take it. <laughs> Run with it. I was also thinking, though, like, has anybody here seen X, the movie, or the series? Probably either one would be fine. Yeah. Oh, I used a long time ago. There's, like, the plot of that is, like, when, like, one group is trying to fight for, like, nature to overtake the Earth, and there's, like, an image of Tokyo with, like, you know, fallen sc- skyscrapers vined over, but also, like, there's really, like, mirror-like water Ooh. that's up to, like, so we could do, like, maybe the sunken quarter, just, Ooh. like, a part yeah, of the yeah. city that's flooded up Ooh. to... Yeah, yeah. That's good. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, yes. Okay, cool. So we've already got, like, four cool places where scenes can take place. And obviously, scenes can take place at the same place twice. They can take place in a new one. But, yeah. Um... And now we need to come up with a wanderer for all of this. Um, the wanderer is gonna, uh, how to put this? They'll have a name that we know, and um, we'll know where they're from, and uh, the basics of how they act. But uh, the exact details of their past are kind of, you know, hidden from us. Okay. Um, in the last time we played, we played as uh, sort of this um, a sort of like shifty rogue type who also like his abilities uh, were obviously, you know, he was just as capable as any other Bleak Spirit character, but was very in, like much about just like evasion and getting out of the way and that kind of thing. Um, if we, I think it would be interesting if we had someone who was like a little m- more, um, I guess, big <laughs> in a way, I guess, you know? Okay. Just, like, in terms of, st- like, 
just how much they're swinging around, I guess. But sure. that's that's just me. And also, I'm not like putting down the character we had before. Nyx was great. Um, but I'm interested in what the game plays like with a decidedly different sort of character. With a more, like, in-your-face kind yeah. of... Uh, kind of more combatant instead of a rogue. Yeah, yeah I'm okay something with that. Like that. I think that's a cool idea yeah. for, like, underbehavior is a more... Um, how to even phrase that in a neat way, in a very simple um, way. Bombastic? Oh. Or bombastic feels like the wrong word, but... Um, uh, we can we can flesh out the rest and then come back to that. Okay. Um, so name name can probably come last, but something I'm thinking, looking at the power, like you have to name like sort of what the character is trying on to be, you know, powerful. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, one thing I'm wondering, if this is a magical post-apocalypse, is this like a magic user? Yes. Or are they? Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I think so. And what's that magic like? Is it like spells and stuff, or is it a little more wild? I would say, like, what I'm seeing is, like, kind of like a force that moves through them. That they can, like, harness. Okay. Yeah, like, in in a better world, it would probably be spells. Yeah. But right now, it's just everything is so chaotic and raw that like there's there's nothing that can formalize it so it just it flows that sounds good yeah yeah um what do we have in mind for their style what is their overall appearance are we going to lean more into like the fantasy side or the post-apocalyptic side <laughs> i just had a terrible idea mm-hmm. oh no <laughs> um so you know that one Zen Pencils comic? Oh no, get out. Oh no. <laughs> you gotta go. I, I have to assume. I have to assume it's um, Do It, I think. Is all the, the way. Refer- yeah, all, all the, the way. Yes, it's all the, the way. The guy makes like a doublet out of like a, out of a, you know, a store-bought, you know, parka. Mm-hmm. You gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Zen Pencils is also on the ban list. <laughs> I do know sorry. what you're talking about, though. Uh, Pixie, like, do you are you familiar with this one? I've probably seen it, but well, so the, just the the aesthetic that that I think could be cool is like it is essentially fantasy clothing made out of modern like stuff, modern yeah. yeah modern you know cloth and and items and stuff yeah yeah I do like that so it yeah, could be okay. like maybe like an altered motorcycle helmet yeah I was literally yeah. about to say the same thing oh, nice. awesome mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, like a motorcycle helmet with, like, fantasy stuff, like, kind of pasted onto it, in a way. Yeah. It's like, they have, like, a cloak that's attached to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I'm big I into stuff that. Like that. I'm such a big fan of stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, so am cool a big fan of Zen pencils, yes. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> um, let's see, um... Name? Are we gonna give them like a person name or just like a title? The name I, that immediately popped into my head um, was like Echo, and just keep the Ooh. gender, like, because you know this idea of an Echo of a previous world. They're wearing stuff from the old world, um, but they're using like a weird force power. I feel like that might be a neat name, and to keep it uh, they them pronouns would be neat too. And. To- 
Yeah, I like that. And also that fits with the the Souls aesthetic of someone calling you calling the player by like a singular word. Yeah. Or like just a title, like Ashen One or Wanderer or Echo, like totally works. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, um, background is tricky. For ours, we did criminal, and in hindsight, that... Now, I really like that we did criminal, because it wound up informing everything else about them in a fun way, but I think it's supposed to, like, just sort of be where you're from, so... Because if you're not from this ruined city, where are you okay. from, do you think? Hmm... The great, the idea of the great desert, the 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 great plains turned into just a huge desert. I like That's that. Cool. If that works, you know, going yeah. from like a desert area to a big overgrown, uh, like forested city seems kind of neat. Yeah, definitely. Um, and trinket is just like a thing you have on you that is presumably tied to your background in some way. But it's also, you know, you don't, we're not told how you got it or why it means that much to you. Um, how about like a, a useless key? Ooh. Ooh, It's yeah. like, a, it's just a key to something, but like, it's not here, whatever it is. I'm down for that. Very cool. Yeah, that works. And for behavior, um, is just, maybe just forceful? They actually, I was thinking about it. Uh, what about fearless? Ooh, we could put in both. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, so we got Echo, um, who has sort of a repurposed fantasy modern look, uh, harnesses magical force. They're from the Great Desert, and they have a useless key. And uh, the one thing we'll be keeping in mind when we're when each of us are playing them and. Uh, we're trying to decide what to do next. We're remembering that they are forceful and fearless. Cool. And uh, they're going to be going to the ruined city, which includes, at minimum, a molded mall, a feral park, conjoined towers, and a sunken quarter. Sounds and good. there's additional space. Um, so does anyone want to play the world first? Because um... I'm, I'm down to do it by default because I've done it before. But I'll do it. Okay. I'm not. I'll do it. I'll give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see. I believe that the I I can't for the life of me find where this is in the book. I believe in this game when people are presumed to be sitting around a table, the wanderer is also some always someone sitting to like the left or right of the world, and uh, so to keep with that, we'll just go with whoever is like above or below you on uh the discord so uh pixie would you want to be uh echo first or do you rather i have that role um either one okay is fine with me okay um i I guess then mind if i do it yeah okay so the wanderer will always be the one who is above the world on the discord channel Okay, so, with all that established, you can set the scene. Oh boy, just occurred to me this would literally be my first time doing any kind of GMing activity on this podcast. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) That just hit me. Um, So, the scene. Um, This is an old city, it's run down, and a thing to point out, I guess, to begin with, 
is that the city starts out low and then goes high. And by that I mean it's not necessarily a city on a hill, but it definitely slopes upward. And so at the base of this city is the sunken quarter. Um, okay. It is it is just buildings swallowed up by vine and at the base of all of them is water just like pure clear perfectly flat like mirror surface water um it's been so long now that the any kind of pollutants have cleared and so you can actually see through the water directly to the bottom um it's a kind of through the gray light of morning it's easy to see down you you can see what used to be streets a long long time ago although you know they're covered by the silt of like a riverbed nowadays (laughs) um and if you want to get into this old ruined city you have to pass on a boat through the sunken quarter and so echo finds themselves um basically on just a almost like a gondola where you find yourself on a boat and there's a river person pushing you along to lead you into the main hub of the city um and the sunken district is fairly quiet compared to they even mentioned you know they, they they say that this is a a more serene part of the city but as you go in deeper um it, you would do well to watch out for yourself because the further into the heart of the city you go, the darker it gets. Um, I think I like the idea. No, wait, no, I'm not supposed to think about <laughs> things I think. Don't say um, things like that. <laughs> um, Echo um, kind of nods. And, you know, looks over the the side again. Um, the <laughs> There's definitely a lot... Uh, they're kind of uh, struggling to look into the water because the glare doesn't, like, interact well with their visor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that, like, after a while of that they're going to uh like respond in kind of a muffled voice uh that i don't imagine anything in there will be much more dangerous than what i already have inside me oh nice um the river person just kind of nods and hums even kind of laughs to themselves and they, they give another push with the long the long arm of the, the gondola and you're pushed further through the water and you notice that there's just like a huge school of these long silvery shiny fish um, with like, like glittery tails following behind them and they, they just seem kind of amused as these fish fly by and they say like hmm We've had plenty of wanderers come into this city, like yourself, believing that 
the danger inside is something they can overcome. But I do warn you to take heed, O Wanderer, for there are creatures in the heart of the city that you could never fathom in all your years. Hmm. Alright. Is that good? At, at this point, a forlorn song starts to echo through the Ooh. Air. Yeah! Fuck yeah. Pixie coming in. <laughs> that is, that's good. I guess it's just gonna like tilt head like towards the source of the song. Just sort of like... There doesn't there doesn't seem to be one. It's just suffusing the oh, air. Okay. Very cool. Nice. Uh, is that? Do you think that's the scene? Um, I do. I think that you know, there this great image of this cloaked river person, kind of pushing through the water, guiding very calmly through the sunken quarter to lead to um, actually a rooftop. Not to actual dry land just yet, but to uh. what looks like the like a rooftop. And they say, if you want to go into the city, this is the path to follow. Uh, well then, uh, they're going to uh, hop off and probably uh, throw the river person some some gems. Why not? They just yeah. they've got they've got like some gems in a bag. Yeah, okay. And they just, like, toss a couple to him. They take the, the gems and start, as as the Wanderer, as Echo, starts to walk away, they look back and the river person is, like, flicking the gems into the water, and the little, sil- <laughs> the little silver fish are coming up to snatch them out of the air. Nice. Oh. That's a scene. <laughs> and, that, and that's when the song stops. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, Alright, so I guess Pixie is running and Sarah is playing. Okay. If that works. Sounds good. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So this scene is after the Wanderer gets, after Echo gets off on top of the next building. Um, they can see that there is a rather rickety-looking vine bridge, just kind of built out of whatever scraps of wood and, you know, vines and rope were laying around when it was constructed. And it's leading down to the, um... Oh, what did we call them? The, uh, conjoined towers. Okay. Okay. Um, so Echo is going to kind of have a a look around the district one last time and then cross the the vine bridge to head toward the towers, because it seems like that's the only path forward at the moment. Um, yeah, okay. And, um, as they cross, a breeze begins to pick up, and the bridge begins to sway back and forth. Ooh. And make ominous creaking noises. 
Um, <laughs> Echo is going to pick up the pace and start moving a little <laughs> faster across this bridge um, because I assume there is still just water below and their armor. Their yeah. armor is not as heavy as some armored types they've seen <laughs> across the across their travels, but it's enough to bring them down and they don't necessarily want to struggle against that. So they're going to start hustling across this swaying rickety vine bridge to reach the towers. As they get to about three-fourths of the way across the bridge, their leg just crashes right oh, through no. a weak piece of plywood, and they are stuck. They are not falling, but they are momentarily stuck. What do they do about that? Um, struggle to wrench their leg free and try to just scramble across the the bridge to, cl- to um, close the last couple feet between them and something more solid. Um... I like the idea that um, as the, like, bridge is uh, swaying, you're not the only, like, you're not the only thing, like, hurrying along it. Like, there's a bunch of little, like, lizards um, scurrying along, like, the, what constitutes the handrails or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a bunch like, that you totally thought were just like part of the vines, but now, like now that they're moving, now that like your leg going through like shook it up even more, they're like all skittering about. Uh, am I allowed to add any kind of flavor as as Echo? Um, I do not believe so, unless it's something that Echo is doing. Oh, okay. So, um, was that supposed to be a danger that we are asking a price for, or is uh? Yes, yes, it's a danger. Oh, okay, then. Um, So, let's see. Uh, Jonix, you haven't had anything as an echo this time. Is there a price you want to suggest? Hmm, um... Yeah, I think think Echo, in order to to pull themselves out, I think uh, Echo has to lose a piece of their armor. Oh, okay. Mm, Okay. Um... And the world also offers one. They can dislodge themselves without doing that, but if they do, um, they will. The bridge behind them will be destroyed, and so they won't ever be able to cross back. Ooh. Oh. Um. And I like that idea. I think that's definitely the. What happens is that Echo. Um, their leg falls through this the the boards and stuff and to pull themselves free because the armor is a bit bulky at the legs they pull themselves free and it actually um makes vines and stuff start snapping and so the boards that were wrapped up in the vines start to fall and as they cross the bridge to get to the other side um more than just the boards that they that they punched through fall so it's actually like it's a it's a it's a gap that can't easily be cleared with a jump so they are effectively stuck on one side and that works that sounds like scene unless anybody else wanted to add um no i think that uh 
I mean, I, I can't think of anything in particular. Uh, just, I think just, uh, some of the lizards try to hitch a ride on Echo. <laughs> yeah. As they crawl the out of the water. Just, like, cling, just clinging onto their armor. Nice. That's cute. Okay, so next is, um, uh, John X running for Pixie. Okay, um, so, having, uh, having crossed the bridge towards the conjoined towers, um, uh, Echo finds an, uh, an entry into one side of the towers, uh, uh, the north-facing side, um, there's a there's a, a busted open door that looks as though uh, someone has been through here. If not recently, then regularly. Um, and uh, a a a labyrinth of of uh, overgrown tunnels and and uh, you know uh, uh, hallways um, lies before them. And uh, they, they, uh, there are signs that possibly someone has taken a, uh, someone has you know created a path up ahead, but uh, there's there seems to be uh, si- signs of a struggle uh, on that path. Oh, as well. Well, that doesn't concern Echo. They are going to simply step through the doorway and see if they can gauge a way to pick their way across the building. And so they're, they're not even going to really look around. They're just going to go because like of the adrenaline of oh, sure. almost falling through the bridge into the dust of the water. They're just going to go. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, so the, the, uh, the most obvious path would be the one with the with the torches and whatnot, uh, you know, stuck into old lighting fixtures and and jammed in, you know, in safety rails and uh, that mm-hmm. are, you know, that are covered in That's slime cool. now, um, and uh, and they come across they 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 go up probably three flights of stairs, uh, just winding and winding and winding up, and they come across uh, bodies probably. Over a dozen, just dead bodies uh, of humans uh, specifically, um, and it looks like they were. This looks like human violence, the oldest kind, um, mm. and uh, there is a. Uh, there's in the in the silence of the conjoined tower. Uh, there is a there is a moan. That's mm. a dull moan that, that uh, can be heard. Echo will pick their way toward the source of that moan. And as they do, um, tendrils of magic begin to flow out of them. Ooh. And they, they sort of pass over the dead bodies a little bit and they linger. But then, you know, after that, they move on to the next. Oh, uh, and they move on. You mean past the uh, past the corpses, or uh, yeah, the t- the tendrils. Oh, I gotcha. Mean. Okay, like they linger briefly and then. Ooh. Move on. Oh, that's cool. But but they Ooh. but the wanderer is moving toward the source of the moon, and they will stop if they seem to detect it. Okay. Um. 
the uh, the source of the moan is uh, is well, um, chorus. How would you describe this person who uh, who has been impaled by a, a piece of uh, rebar? Ooh, nice. You wanna go um, on? Yeah. Um. So it's someone like. There's no one in the... No, wait, no. No bigger setting things. Um, to, <laughs> like, our modern pre-apocalypse sensibilities, it definitely looks like like a homeless person. But, you know, given value of that in the current situation. Um, uh, I would say um, old and scarred. Yeah, that's, okay. That's all, the, that's all this course has yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, uh, can I add? Sure. Um, so old and scarred, um, and near their hand is what looks like a a spear fashioned Mm. out of, um, like, well, you used to be like a pole, you know, like something that would hold up like a stop sign or something like that. And then just like a, like a proper forged blade, like. Not oh, wow. not a um, not something scavenged, but like an actual blade that has been made and then stuck onto this this pole arm, um, and it doesn't seem to have done them any good. It's just laying <laughs> nearby and uh, doesn't uh. actually have any signs of having been used on anything yet. So there's no blood or whatever on it. It's still pretty clean. Um, so clearly, it didn't do them a lot of good. That's true. Um, as as uh, as this old scarred warrior uh, looks up at at uh, at the betendrilled form of Echo, uh, they they try to raise their spear in defense, still holding on to that that last instinct. Um, Echo puts a hand over their hand, and the magic swirls around the spear. And Echo says, I can't do anything for you, but if you have any last words, pass them on to me. Uh, uh, The world was not made for us. Beware the Mushroom Gang. And then he dies. Yeah! <laughs> awesome. And if it were Dark Souls, there'd be like a floating little white ball of something, because it's an item that you can pick up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> once once um, the warrior is gone, uh, Echo does take the spear, just in case it comes in handy later. Maybe they can make better use of it. <laughs> I, th- uh, I think that scene... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. Nah. That that sounds that sounds like a good scene. I was gonna add a little something, then I didn't have something. So. No. Yeah. Okay. Um. And now I guess I'm running, and uh, Jonix is uh the wanderer. I think that the next scene we jump to, um, all this wandering through the conjoined towers have uh sort of led you up several stories in the process um and uh, after a point 
you um, discover a, a different bridge, much more uh, sturdily made, uh, mostly constructed out of like salvaged wood and metal instead of like rope, vine ropes and all that. Um, that leads out of the towers and towards um, what appears to be like this like little shanty town that has been made on the roofs of several buildings. Yeah. Um, oh. A bunch of like lean-tos made out of like, again, like salvage stuff from elsewhere. I think that there's some like uh, walls that clearly used to be like cubicle walls and that kind of thing. Cool. But also like, you know, the old favorite corrugated iron and all that. Rooftops made out of billboards is one of my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah. It's definitely. one of my favorite, like, go-to kind of visual De- there, cues. There's definitely some billboards in there. And, like, cool. billboards that have been, like, chopped up and repurposed into things. Um, I'm, uh, ju- I'm, I'm just going to, like, go the most forward route, which is um, uh, yeah. a- as you advance... Uh, Moving into uh, the little town, um, you hear a movement, and uh, figures start to emerge from uh, the buildings, and um, they're all like more or less human, but all of them have uh, mushrooms like growing out of them on various parts of their body. And they all are uh, very much armed with uh, various makeshift weapons and that kind of thing. Um, And uh, I think that uh, one of, like, an especially bulky one is uh, going to, like, like, step forward and just, like, shout out Mushroom Gang and advance on you. So what are you going to (laughs) do? Um, Echo brandishes the spear they they gathered uh, uh, from the dead warrior, and also, uh, it's it's not so much that they summon the magic that's inside of them. It's more like they let it go. Ooh, nice. They sort of unclench in a way, and like their like their body like d- low, you know, the their muscles relax, right? Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and so just kind of the tendrils just sort of flow mm-hmm. out of them uh, along the ground towards okay. the mushroom gang. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a neat image of just like constantly trying to. Is that that's that's conjecture, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just Hi, like, I, wa- I win. I stop. <laughs> just stop it. So I've kind of tempted to like like this is. As a danger, this is just going to come down to, like, you know, a price. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do want to, like, play things out a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. um, so like, I guess as the big, like, the big one's just going to, like, keep charging for you. So what happens to him? Um, I think the, oh, oops, uh, now I lost, dang. <laughs> ah! uh, anyways, uh, okay, so, um, Echo, uh, uh, Gets into you know gets into close quarters with with the uh, the big mushroom man, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, they they trade blows. You know, there's uh, some uh, some slashes across uh, uh, chests that pierce through armor, um, 
and uh, and Echo uses a uh, a sack of some kind of powder that they've had mm-hmm. uh, stashed away uh, and uh, throw it in the into the, the the mushroom gang leader's face uh, to stun to stun him and then they run him through nice okay with the spear. Um, Pixie, there's a bunch of other, like, gang members here. Um, after seeing that, is one of them gonna try, like, try, like, a sort of a different approach? Hmm. I think, um, one of them is just running away, trying (laughs) to get away from the magic that's surging out. Um, another one is going to try to sneak up behind them, though. All right. Um, does, uh, is, I I mean, like, would they get away with that? Uh, sneaking up on you, Um, I mean. No. I think it looks, (laughs) I think it looks like they, they're about to. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks like they're about to, and, uh, and, like, they get real close, and then, uh, they are just sort of, uh, it's almost like when you see someone just get knocked over in a wave pool, like they are mm-hmm. they go from vertical to horizontal in no time as one of the tendrils just like doesn't even it doesn't even snatch them away, it just falls on them. Ooh. Like it just <laughs> swats them down to the ground. Okay. And uh Sarah. Yes. Uh, let's let's have one more. Let's have this be like a full on gang. Okay. One last one last attempt on Echo's life. Uh, another one, it's actually what happens is, it's not just one, it's two. They're on top of one of those lean-tos, and as Echo oh. clears the oh. the boss and, and throws the other one away, there's two more, and as they kind of enter into the main hub of the, mm-hmm. of the, uh, the rooftop village, two of them jump down from the roof, um, and they're both armed with, uh, like, daggers or something. And, um, so they both jump down at Echo at the same time, and am I allowed to introduce a price, or is that a... Uh, uh, you know what? This seems like a good place for it. Yeah. Sure does. Um, I know that Owen gets one and I get one. Um, Mm -hmm. so price is you survive this fight, you get away from this fight, Mm -hmm. but, um, oh, you are, you... There's something on one of the blades, and you take kind of a, a temporarily, um, like a, a poison that will slow you yeah. down, and you but yeah. you come away from it otherwise unharmed. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is actually very close to what I was going to offer. So just a moment to uh, <laughs> swivel that. Um, okay, so either you get a. Uh, poisoned by like a blade or you get a mouthful of um like spore as you stab someone and from here on out you'll have the uh strange compulsion to um just be at the highest location possible as you move forward like you're not stuck in one place that's so grim (laughs) that's so grim oh that's so good (laughs) Oh, I am compelled. Um, let's see. (laughs) Um, 
Jeez. Jeez, you guys. Um, <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, man, I just thought of another one, too. I'm so annoyed at myself. <laughs> man. Okay, um... Yeah, e- Echo Echo will uh, take the uh, take the spores. Oh, okay. Okay. Because you know you got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't you um, can't have any battle damage in this horrible of an environment. Yeah. Well, um, it's describing a little more interiority than it normally would, but since like it's like showing the oh, price, right. like as you. Uh, no, I mean, like, me saying this, but, like, presumably as you, you were already looking to, you know know what, no, I'm not gonna say, you're just gonna, like, you clear them out, and the, and, like, the little, like, shanty town is empty, um, does the chorus have any little details they want to have uncovered there, or is, like, like, that, like, enough? Yeah. They're, uh, after they've cleared the shanty town... Um, either by people running away because of this this tentacled person who's like whipping all their asses or just getting killed um, they notice that these mushroom people have also accumulated um, what look to be their creatures they're like trophy mm. creatures um mm that have, like, been mounted on, like, external walls. Like, over, ooh, over doorways. People have their trophies, like, to show off. Uh, That's that's too internal. But (laughs) clearly these people are showing off their their hunting kills. Um, And some of them look pretty human, but also Mm. not. They're, They're very, they have, like, vaguely human forms. But they've been twisted. And they actually have kind of the same silvery scales that some of the fish from earlier had. Ooh. Yeah. Ah. Cool. Nice. Okay, then. Um, then the next scene will be... Um, it'll be uh, Sarah running for me again. Oh, back, back, to, back to the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So this is the scene that's going to close out part one. Yeah. Okay, we need to think of something cool then. Okay, so, from the... You've come from the conjoined towers. You crossed from there to the shanty towns across the rooftops. And as you leave the shanty town, you descend another set of uh, cobbled together bridges and stairs. And it finally takes you down to ground level. And at the ground level is uh it's devoid of of the buildings it's a big open area and you realize you're basically in a a forest in the dead center of this city and Mm. you you can't understand of course why there are no buildings here um but once upon a time it might have been some kind of a park (laughs) so uh it is it's full of trees and uh, as you walk into this this forested area, it it becomes increasingly dark in a very dramatic way. Um, 
And if you look up, you would see that the trees have grown very, very densely together. And so the gray light of a of an overcast day is um, is being quickly filtered out, and you're being plunged into like deeper and deeper darkness, and it's really disorienting. Um, there are sources of light in the form of what look like birds, but they are very, their bodies are very orbular. Is that a word? Is orbular a word? It is now. Um, they're very orb shaped with large, um, with like very large wings and their orb bodies are partially translucent and glowing. And that is your, that's your light source glowing with mm. a very kind of soft silvery. I feel like I'm using the word silver a lot in this one. It's a theme. Um, it's a theme. Very soft, silverly, silvery light. And that is what's casting any kind of light into this forest as you go deeper and deeper into it. All right. Um, uh, Echo is just going to kind of like plow forward. And I think that um, uh, as they do so, they like start walking build up into a jog and now they're like sort of running and as they run they uh sort of uh loosen they sort of like loosen up and they're like running like the gate becomes longer until like the tendrils are sort of like um like pushing them off the ground to sort of like this like loping run well not even run just sort of like a bunch of like long jumps okay um, like, probably, like, pushing off of the trees a little bit, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, because it is very dense. It's, uh, go Spider-Man. Um, and so you're pushing yourself through these trees, and it's it's actually rattling the trees. Every, every touch with the tendrils is rattling the trees, and it's making uh, the birds in these trees, they kind of make these, like, a very strange kind of chiming, discordant chiming sound. Um. It is vaguely bird-like, but sounds like each bird is making multiple sounds at the same time. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you kind of lunge through the forest, you're realizing that it's getting louder and louder. And um, mm. there, are, there are now more sounds around you than there are sources of light. Mm. <laughs> and um, and as you're lurching forward, you realize very quickly that your your trees vanish, and in an instant you are in the dead center of a huge clearing, and it's it is <clears throat> big and empty. There is a pond in the center of it, and but the pond is the water is um, it looks frozen, but it's not cold. Hmm. And the only way to go is forward. Um, I think that, uh, I think that Echo is going to, like, sort of, like, pass by the pond and, like, give it sort of, like, a curious look, and then their head just sort of, like, jerks up, like, sort of, like, like, forward but also like at like sort of a 90 degree angle and then they're just going like 
They're just going to keep on running. Cool. Hey, Jonix. Hey. My chorus. My chorus buddy. Um, <laughs> what is the thing that's living inside that pond? Like, a... describe the big thing living beneath the surface of the pond. <laughs> oh, it's, uh... Oh, it's, it's awful. Um, there's... Yes! <laughs> it, it's a, uh, a thing that... If you were to if you were to look at its skeleton, you would never guess it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, it by the old world standards, it's probably a mammal. That's there, probably not mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's covered in the same silver scales mm. on the on the smaller fish before, but those fish didn't have knuckles and knees. Mm. Those fish didn't look like they could grab something. How big oh no! Is, how big is it? You think? Oh, uh, big enough to to uh, big enough to climb onto a larger boat. Big enough to take a smaller one underneath. Ooh, good. Jeez, that thing comes lurching out of this seemingly frozen rib- uh, pond. It actually shatters like glass as it bursts out and lands in front of Echo, and uh, kind of gargles in that weird uh, that that weird discordant sound that the birds were making, but. It can it can make words, and it says, uh, "This city was not made for you." And is it going to attack me? Oh yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Echo is going to. Um, Echo is like already moving forward, and so they're going to like keep their momentum. They are going to like jump, and. There's no reason for this, but this is just how the attack animation plays out. <laughs> they, like, do a spin, and um, the tendrils sort of, like, sort of, like, wrap together into, like, you know, one big tendril. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as she throw as they... Um, throw the spear at this thing that like force tendril is gonna like boost the spear so it is like just rocketing towards it oh awesome so what happens is that the it just like punches through the um like the lower part of one of its weird legs kind of its Mm. weird multi multi multi-segmented legs um and it makes like a weird, like a like a crazy crackling sound, like glass and tearing metal, and a lot of mm. those those silver scales just burst off, like um, like sparkles, like glitter, just kind of explode off of on the impact, and it actually pierces through hard enough to lodge its leg into like stick its leg into the ground, like it's not going anywhere. You just you just chuck that thing with a great deal of force. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now the question is, uh, a price. That's the thing I'm trying to think. It, it, I'm thinking either, like, you can kill this thing and you'll get something. I don't know what yet. Um, 
something good and bad, and um, or you can leave it alone, and you won't get anything. Um, oh. But the bad thing also this... won't happen. That's what I'm saying. Uh, if you kill our our weird pond friend, mm-hmm. um, it looks like its weird silver scales are taking over your spear, and you can oh. pull that spear free, um, and. It may or may not start to spread to the rest of you, but it also seems to be making your spear kind of hum with a weird magic energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But you gotta kill it. Alright. I guess then Pixie's thing is like, what price do I pay if I don't kill it? Yeah. Okay. Um, If you don't kill it, you can leave now, um, but... Those birds are going to be pursuing you throughout the rest of the park. Okay. Um, Hmm. I think that the way that Echo kills this thing is that they go and they grab their spear and then, um, like, their, like, the tendrils, like, retract for a second. Mm -hmm. And then there's just this big, like, explosion of force coming from, like, the spear itself. That okay. just like, like punches like a significantly larger hole, in the in the creature. Cool. Um, so it slumps to the ground and um, seems to be bleeding. What kind of to to our eyes would be looks like liquid mercury. Mm. Um, and as you as you pull the you, you pull your spear free and it has indeed slowly started to have scales kind of kind of like tick 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 like the way the sound like like you know when like a like glass is on mm-hmm. the verge of breaking it kind of makes like that crick 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 sound yeah um you can hear that as the scales kind of spread across the spear and as you you touch it you notice that um it has smeared onto your glove and you can't wipe it off all right then um Time to keep moving forward. Like, after that, just, like, maybe a moment of introspection, but just, like, continuing to barrel forward. Awesome. The forest is silent now. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, okay, that's the uh, end of part one. And in part two, uh, things are going to be even nastier than they are now. So look forward to it. And that will also be in another episode. Sounds yeah. good. All right. Yep. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Dave Camp, Dumpster Hime, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Heather Connolly, Homo Ace, Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, MC Verdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Sean Kelleher, Thor Holmquist, Trash Hime, and Zach. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier.